welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, welcome to the Beyond Barriers Habits and Hacks show. Have you ever felt torn between doing your best at work and giving your best at home? As a working mother, do you carry a constant sense of guilt or overwhelm? Well, in today's show, we'll share research with you that proves that you don't need to fix anything and that it's time to celebrate who you are just as you are. In fact, about 72% of American women with children are in the workforce working full-time and part-time. Now, you may be asking yourself, is this trend a good trend or a bad trend? Are kids with working mothers different from kids with moms who are unemployed? Do they have more or fewer behavioral problems? Are their academic skills stronger or weaker? Well, let's take a look at what the research says. Now, the good news is overall, being a working mother seems to have a limited impact on children's behavior and academic achievement over the short term. However, it appears to actually have benefits in the long term. There's a published study in 2018 that finds that daughters raised by working moms are more likely to be employed as adults and have higher incomes. And working moms sometimes were thinking spending less time with their children. Was it a bad thing? Well, mothers who work full time do spend less time with their children, but they tend to have they trade quantity of time for better quality of time. And they have much more structured interactions with their children. So they would get benefit out of that quality time. And the unstructured time that they had when moms were working helped create independence in the children. Then there's another study by Kathleen McGean of Harvard Business School. And she took surveys across 29 countries to examine how men and women were influenced by mothers and their work status. And the main takeaways are that daughters raised by working mothers are more likely to have jobs as adults and have jobs where they supervise, work longer hours, and earn higher incomes. Now, the interesting thing was is that it didn't really have an impact on men and their job status because societal norms are that men typically always work anyway. But the interesting piece was that men who had mothers who worked spend about 50 minutes to an hour more caring for family members throughout the week than men who had moms who didn't work. So as you can see, all of this research is pointing to the fact that working mothers is actually beneficial. There's nothing that is wrong with that. So Nikki, I know that your mom has been uh, an extreme influence in your life, and I've had the privilege of also being influenced positively by her. Tell us more about her and um, what it was like and what it is like being her daughter. That's right. My mom has had a huge influence in my life um, right from an early age. Um, I was barely three years old when my mom started her own business. Mm -hmm. And it was a little Montessori school that she ran out of our home. And um, I remember at that time thinking, why is my mom working and why is she busy doing something else instead of catering to me all day, <laughs> all night, just like all the other moms in the neighborhood? You know, um, growing up in India during that time, there weren't a lot of working moms around and certainly none that were 
wanting to launch and grow and scale their own businesses. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely an anomaly mm-hmm. to be raised by an ambitious mom who wanted to not only have her own independence and impact, but also wanted to really create contribution in society. She's mm-hmm. very, very social impact driven. Mm-hmm. And so for her, building a school that could provide really high quality education uh, at an affordable price point to mm-hmm. kids that did not have that kind of access right. um, was really important. It was a social mission. So for her, there are two things that drove her to um, build her business. One was to provide really great quality education which was not available to kids in that uh, area. And mm-hmm. then the second was to create employment opportunities for um, women that uh, could not find those kind of um, job opportunities anywhere else. A lot of these women, you know, were um, not really supported by the families to go off and get a job at a big corporation or, you know, go off and build their own careers, but was somehow more socially acceptable mm-hmm. to become a teacher mm-hmm. and to go work at a school. Right. So their families were much more willing to let them do that. And mm-hmm. so by creating a school that, created those kind of job opportunities for, uh, you know, all the women out there. She was not only able to find her own independence and her own voice and financial freedom, but also do the same for so many other women out there. Um, and, of course, most importantly, to uh, create quality education for um, so many hundreds and thousands of uh, children over the years. Mm-hmm. But for me, what was interesting was not only seeing the difference between my mom and all the other moms, there was a point in time where I have to admit there was a little bit of, (laughs) you know, envy of saying, well, why isn't my mom like other moms? Uh, Why is she, you know, busy doing all these, uh, you know, things with her business or with her work? And uh, it was only over time that I recognized um, you know, the importance of what she did. And she was very deliberate in helping me understand the bigger purpose that she was pursuing and why that mattered mm-hmm. and to include me in that journey with her. Mm. And um, she helped me see not only the positive impact that um, she and her team were creating, but she also um, was pretty transparent in helping me see the setbacks and the challenges that they experienced and she had to personally endure mm-hmm. and make her way through. There were so many business and financial setbacks. There were so many um, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, um, things that happened. I remember there was a huge flood in India and uh, things that were destroyed. So there were numerous massive setbacks that she went through. Mm-hmm. And she was always very transparent and making sure that no matter how young I was, that I was included and you know, that I could understand the mm-hmm. real journey instead ah, of giving mm-hmm. me sort of a storybook version of what that um, journey was like for her. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also, no matter what the external circumstance was, whether it was good or bad, every single day living in a state of gratitude and optimism, mm-hmm. that was so much a part of her being that on one hand, she would show me you know, here's why I do what I do. Here's why it mattered. And by the way, their journey is not easy. Here are mm-hmm. the ups, here are the downs. <laughs> but whether they're ups or downs, 
you never give up and you never forget to live in a state of gratitude. So those were beautiful lessons that I learned, not by her telling me about it, but by her living it Mm -hmm. and to witness that, you know, for her being a role model and to see that in practice, in real life, especially as an only child, I don't have any siblings. Um, So as an only child to see that journey that my mother, um, you know, went through over the last 40 years of building her Mm -hmm. um, business of what started when I was barely three years old and now what it is. And it's been uh, such an inspiration, not only to see her evolution through it, but also to see the continued impact and contribution in society of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And those life lessons stay with you no matter what, because it's ingrained in you and you recognize that so much of who you end up becoming are because of the life lessons and the role modeling of my working mom, of my, Mm you know, mom who lived in um, a state of wanting to create a bigger impact in society Mm -hmm. and of never feeling like she was so much of who you become, you realize is the result of um, modeling after the greatest inspiration in your own life. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been my mom and to um, see the life lessons through her journey and her experience and, Um, realized that, wow, you know, she was incredibly challenged for time and resources, Mm -hmm. but she consistently did the best that she could Mm -hmm. and knew that there was a bigger reason why she was doing what she was doing and never compromise on the quality of the time that we spend together and, uh, you know, what our relationship was about. And now, you know, as in my own entrepreneurial journey, uh, I look to my mom as my um, greatest business advisor, right. too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the leadership role model that I look up to, despite the MBA and all the business experience, I actually look at, you know, what my mom has done and achieved and who she is as a person, as a leader, as a mother, as a, just an incredible example of, um, you know, what every person can strive for. And I certainly strive to do the same. Mm-hmm. So I was doubly lucky to not only have the influence of my mom, but also have uh, such a strong influence from my mother-in-law, Delma, who perpetually lived in a state of grace. And to me, that was the most beautiful thing about her, that no matter what the challenge, no matter what the hardship, no matter what the level of suffering, especially her her health situation, Mm -hmm. that she always lived in a state of grace. And um, whenever I found myself challenged by external circumstances or any internal strife, I always looked to my mother-in-law as the example of who um, I wanted to follow because Mm -hmm. there was just a level of calm and grace that um, helped her weather all kinds of storm. And to this day, I think about, wow, what an amazing gift to have received. Mm -hmm. Um, So Monica, tell me what it's like. What's the most memorable story that uh, you can share about your mom? Well, you'd characterized her beautifully in terms of calm and very graceful. And 
now that I think back, I mean, you know, she was a working mom. She was a teacher. She, you know, took care of my, me, my brothers, my dad. Um, and she did it with grace. Um, I don't think she never once apologized for working or any of that, but she always knew how to make things work, how to make things, mm. you know, how to make ends meet. And I'll never forget all of the things that she did. But one of the most memorable things is that, um, you know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be part of this kind of dance group. It was called the Bronquettes and there were, you know, this, this uniform and all the gear and it was expensive. And it was three, I remember it was $300 to sign up for this group. And I would go, I remember asking her and, you know, her being very honest and saying, look, we don't, we don't have this money. I don't know if you can do this. And she was like, but give me a day or two and let me see if I can figure something out, but Mm -hmm. no guarantees. So she was always very, you know, clear. And I was like, okay. And two days later, she comes to me and she was just like, here you go. And I'm like, how did you make this happen? (laughs) And, you know, I was oblivious, not realizing that in those two days I had I had watched her. She was making food, dinners and burritos and plates and she was delivering all kinds of stuff. My aunt, my one of my aunts, my Tia Olga, came over and was helping her do all this stuff. And later I found out that she created this campaign and was like mm-hmm. selling burritos and dinner plates to family, friends and neighbors. And she raised the money that I needed to, mm-hmm. to get the uniform. So, you know, it wasn't until later that I realized all of the sacrifices and the things that she did on top of her work and all of that. And then talk about structured, you know, the structured learning piece. I remember she was very strict and she would make us do our homework and she would like help us do our work. And I remember I started taking AP calculus mm-hmm. and she came to me and she scratched her head and she said, um, that's over my head. And she's like, hold on. She brings me the phone and she has her friend, her colleague, who's a math teacher at her school on the phone and to give me a tutoring lesson to walk me through it. Like she would just always figure out a way. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I got my whole MacGyverism from. Like <laughs> she, she figured things out on her own. So I just know that my mom, you know, went above and beyond. And I honestly feel like I am who I am because she made it seem easy. Like yeah. she was very graceful in how she handled things. And so for, for me, it was just normal that, you know, you you, you know, you work and you have your home life and you just figure out how to make things work and was always so optimistic. And I think that's where I get my optimism from yeah. is that everything works out. Everything works out and you just push forward. And I am here because of my mom. I'm a product of my mom and her yeah. optimism and her grace. That is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that uh, stories that that just reminded me of is it was, um, you know, I was in elementary school and during our summer vacation, you know, you'd often sign up for some extracurricular mm-hmm. kind of uh, class or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was I went through momentary interest in, um, you know, some kind of sketching class or something. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for it. Mm-hmm out of all the enthusiasm in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when all the other kids were out playing and I still had to go to <laughs> class, I was like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. So I was ready to drop out. And I went and told my mom, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to drop out. My mom would have none of it. That's, she said, I, it doesn't matter whether you have the interest or you don't have the interest. You made a commitment. Mm. You took on a responsibility. <laughs> And you will fulfill it. Absolutely. No matter how hard it gets, you will complete it. Mm-hmm. And she refused to let me drop out. And I, 
still remember how mad I was at that time <laughs> because I felt like she just wouldn't give me an easy way out. But I did complete the class. I finished, you know, what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And yes, I learned some skills, but the most important life lesson I got out of that was just never giving up. No matter mm-hmm. how hard it gets, no matter what it entails, if you make a commitment, follow through no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just for both of us, we're um, so, so much a product of uh, mm-hmm. our moms and uh, really following their footsteps and the character and the integrity and the values that they live by. Yeah. And for every working mom out there, it's to remember that, yes. that it's not so much in the hours that you give, but in who you are, and how you show up mm-hmm. and the choices you make, you are deeply influencing your daughters and your sons oh, absolutely. just by simply by being who you are. Yeah, and they're leading by example. Just exactly. Naturally. Exactly. Both of our moms are very busy and, you know, weren't there to give us 24-7 attention, mm-hmm. but they taught us so much. And I think that is true for every single mom and every single working mom out there. Mm-hmm. So here are 10 things that, um, you know, we hope that working moms especially can take away and uh, find helpful. Number one, let go of the guilt. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect formula for being a mom mm-hmm. or being a parent for that matter. Right, so absolutely. let go of the guilt. You are doing the best you can with what you have. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the ride let go of the guilt and the expectation of being something different or comparing yourself to some other mom or some other parent and thinking you need to do it differently than you are. Right. Number two, get the help you need, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it is to help with childcare, many of us have elder care responsibilities, get the help you need, whether it's from family members or if you're fortunate enough to afford someone you can hire, get the help. Mm -hmm. Don't, Feel like if you're not doing it all yourself, you're failing. You're not. Mm -hmm. Um, The demands on our lives and our livelihoods are very different today than it used to be 50 years ago, 100 years ago. So let's not set unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to a different era. What it takes today, just live by that and ask for the help. Mm -hmm. Number three, ask for what you need even at work. If you need a different start time or a different end time or you need to set boundaries or punctuate Mm -hmm. your day differently or that you can respond to emails or do meetings after a certain time, set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to say, having, you know, hired so many people Mm -hmm. over the years, what I found most inspiring were the working moms on my team that were so incredible in setting the boundaries and being so focused and efficient with their time because in some ways they knew that they didn't have the luxury of just taking that right. work home or dealing with it later. And um, I thought it was incredible in their ability to set the boundaries because they knew they needed to do that for their families, for their kids and for themselves mm-hmm. and to do what's right for the business as well. So right. don't be afraid to ask for what you need at work. Number four, make your mornings easier. And to make your mornings easier, all you need to do is plan the night before or plan your week over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Get a head start. If you anticipate what's coming, if you anticipate what will be demanding on your time, then you can make things a lot easier 
um, by getting ahead of it as opposed to waking up and having to scramble, responding right. to emails, phone calls or, you know, kids schedules and so forth. Right. Number five, create a family calendar that allows you to not only uh, share with everybody mm-hmm. all the things that need to get done, but most importantly, delegate those responsibilities and chores instead of doing it all by yourself. Because mm-hmm. you're not setting a good example if you're taking the bulk of the responsibility just to make everyone else's life easier. Mm-hmm. Remember, you're teaching responsibility. You're mm-hmm. teaching independence and you're teaching the idea of shared teamwork. Right. Number six. Set boundaries and limit distractions, you know, whether it's social media or watching TV shows and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, um, that is an easy way to escape, but it doesn't really help you mm-hmm. take care of yourself and take care of all the things, um, that are on your plate. So, um, allow yourself to not get caught up in, uh, you know, the Facebook post and Instagram post that um, might be a welcome distraction, but sometimes can be detrimental in the long run. Number seven, even though you may need to stay uh, connected to work while you're at home or stay connected to home while you're at work, um, create a schedule that allows you set times to check in because mm-hmm. once you do that consistently, it also gives you a little bit more of a structure in mm-hmm. which you can not feel the need to constantly be connected or constantly feel guilty, but actually have uh, the comfort of knowing that maybe it's every hour or every hour and a half that you're able to quickly check in one way or another, right? right. Um, so instead of being constantly on work email while you're at home, do it. You know, at certain periodic mm-hmm. intervals, um, same thing if you're at work and you need to check in with home, do it periodically um, so you know it's getting taken care of, but it's not a constant distraction. Right. Number eight, create structured family time. So whether it is game night mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, homework time or whatever that might be. Create a structure that allows you to manage your time, but also sets expectations for your family around that. Mm -hmm. That makes it easy for you to navigate through your day and navigate through all the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Number nine, create time for your partner and your relationship. Mm -hmm. Whether it's date night or (laughs) whether it is time away to, uh, you know, get away sometimes or what have you create that structured time. In fact, a lot of people think that having structured time might kind of ruin the romance, you know, it takes the spontaneity out of it. But if you follow the advice of some of the most uh, effective relationship counselors Mm -hmm. and um, relationship experts, one of the things that they recommend is that structured date night and structured time is actually healthy for the relationship because Mm -hmm. everybody gets caught up in the flow of what is going on in their daily lives that even though we think we can be spontaneous, often it's hard to be spontaneous. So don't count on the spontaneity of the timing, count on the spontaneity of the feeling during that time. Mm. And then finally, number 10, the most important thing, Mm -hmm. create time for self-care. Do not compromise on that because... If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of those you love. So the need to nurture yourself, to fulfill your own needs, whether it is self-care in terms of caring for um, 
your health or wellness or whether it's self-care in terms of just um, mental time out, you know, meditation or reading a book or what have you, uh, or just doing something fun that is not a responsibility, but pure recreation for you. Right. And sometimes it might just be do nothing time. So be sure to look, you know, create that time for self-care. So those are the 10 habits of hacks. We hope that on Mother's Day, you celebrate yourself yes, and that you are able to leverage any of these to um, feel let go of that guilt and to know that you are uh, already great in everything you're doing because you're setting an example for your daughters and sons to become the best version of themselves. Amazing. Okay, everyone, here's your homework for the week. Pick one habit or hack and take action today. And then share with us what you did on Instagram and be sure to tag us so that we can highlight your story. Visit imbeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all of the resources in this episode. Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit imbeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on imbeyondbarriers.com, and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast, or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.